this is Stefan Chavidjan, and uh, it is my pleasure to be here with my colleague, Lori Farquhar, as we host the Generous Life podcast. And we are having a lot of fun as we begin and continue to introduce you to all things NCF here in South Florida. Last time I was here, I introduced Lori as my colleague, and yet this summer we've been really, 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 really busy, and she is now president of the National Christian Foundation. So big shout out to Lori. Thank you very much. She's very excited about it, but I'm actually more excited about it because I'm now CEO, which I think means I don't do a lot and Lori gets to do all the work. So I am the one going, woohoo. So (laughs) thank you very much. Um, But this summer actually has been a busy summer for us because here at National Christian Foundation of South Florida, we have taken the time to do a lot of uh, reimagining and thinking about who we are and where we're going. It's good to do that as an organization. It's good to do that in our own personal lives sometimes. But to be able to say, okay, where do we think we're going to be in five years? And not just what do we think, but honestly, what does our board think and where is God leading us? So we've been busy behind the scenes thinking about mission, vision, core values, job descriptions, titles, all that kind of stuff, which is important because it begins to help us understand who we are and where we're going. And we must understand that and be an organization of order in order to accomplish mission and vision. So today we're going to talk to you a little bit about our vision. Our vision at the National Christian Foundation is every person reached and restored through the love of Christ. Every person reached and restored through the love of Christ. If you're not familiar with vision and mission, think of vision as being something that you're trying to attain. So you have a vision to go somewhere. Mission is how are you actually going to get there. So we want to go, every person reached and restored through the love of Christ. Lori, how do we actually do that? Well, just when you think about the vision, um, starting there, this is the National Christian Foundation's overarching vision for the the whole organization that was started 41 years ago um, and is, is based out of Atlanta, and we are an affiliate of that national organization. So it's really cool to be part of something that big. And as they define every person reached and restored through the love of Christ, it's kind of like, huh, how do we do that in our day-to-day jobs? And I know that you and I sometimes just say, hey, you know what? Everything we do is just an excuse to bring people closer to Jesus. And I really get that um, about, about NCF, and that's what I love so much because at the end of the day, that's what we're looking for. We're just looking for people to get closer to to the Lord th- through their journey. And if we can help them in some way through all the different programs and the different tools and the different strategies that we have at NCF Fla- Florida, that's that's why we do what we do every day. So it's mm-hmm. pretty cool to be part of an organization that that's our, what our main focus is. Yeah, when you're saying that, it makes me think of oftentimes when people hear the word foundation, you know, they think of some elite organization that, you know, the, I always say the ticking grandfather clock in the background. And, you know, there's this sense of it's always about money. It's a little bit stuffy. 
um, the haves, the have-nots. And when we think about every person reached, meaning our desire and our mission, vision, the very ethos of who we are is to be inclusive, to reach every person. And not just reach every person with our message or about living a generous life, but ultimately it is the most generous expression that we try to idolize is the love of God. So the fact Mm -hmm. that our vision says every person reached and restored, those are important words, through the love of Christ. So everything we do must exemplify the love of Christ. Right. And I think that is something people don't normally think of when they hear National Christian Foundation. I've, I've had people go, oh, so I have to be a Christian to be a part of your organization? Or you only serve Christians? Or you guys only make grants to Christian organizations? And I say, no, 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 no. I mean, we're obviously serving the Christian community, but every person is reached and restored through the love of Christ, which also gives a global perspective to what we do. We're not just giving and serving a community, but we're serving a world. That's right. And it's pretty amazing when you think about it. It really is. Can you think, Lori, of an example of someone, and you can make up a name or leave them nameless, but think of a story or grant or something that happened that maybe exemplifies that? Well, some of the, what we do is we provide expertise and tools around giving, giving strategies and saving taxes, and some of that can be quite transactional. And some of the people that actually come to us are referred by mm-hmm. estate attorneys, um, by financial advisors, by CPAs. And because they know that we are experts in this field, that's when we actually might encounter a, a new client that doesn't, they're not anywhere on their faith journey, mm-hmm. but yet they want to leverage our expertise. So for mm-hmm. me, that's the coolest yeah. thing when that happens. And I think about a couple that you and I met a number of years back, and clearly they all they cared about was the transaction mm-hmm. and saving the tax dollars, mm-hmm. and they were referred by their attorney to us, and it was almost like they were just putting up with us mm-hmm. as the National Christian Foundation. Mm-hmm. They think they kind of thought remember. that was cute, mm-hmm. you know? It's like, oh, they're Christians. How cute. Um, but they had an amazing experience, and because of that, they funded a you know, their giving account with us and they've now been clients for years Mm -hmm. because they had, they funded it with a quite sizable amount of money and they had never thought about where they wanted to give. That wasn't their motivation. Mm -hmm. And so over those years, we've developed relationships. We've shared with them stories of where other people give. Mm -hmm. Um, We've talked to them about their passions and where Mm -hmm. does their heartstrings go. And the coolest thing is to see that they started giving to secular nonprofits, which is totally fine. Mm -hmm. That's, you know, you can give through your National Christian Foundation account to to just about anywhere. That's an approved um, 501c3 charity. Mm -hmm. So, they started to give to some of those, the Red Cross as mm-hmm. an example, you know, things like that. But they didn't really have any heartstrings attached to mm-hmm. it. But then 
there was a hurricane mm-hmm. that impacted a part of the world that they deeply cared about. Mm-hmm. And they started giving to Samaritan's Purse. Mm-hmm. And they are now like such champions mm-hmm. for Samaritan's Purse. Yeah. You know, we're big about building community around this mm-hmm. idea. So it's not, we always say, look, we're not just interested in transactions, we're interested in transformation, meaning we're building community around giving. I mean, we often say the tools we have. Uh, the giving tools, which the primary tool is a thing called a donor advised fund. Most of you probably have heard of that term, and there's many platforms out there. I mean, there's a lot of organizations that provide the same tool. What makes ours different is that we try to wrap a ton of community and purpose mm-hmm. around it. And you're describing a story of, yeah, we had a transactional need, they got involved in the community. And their lives are slowly being transformed mm-hmm. as they now interact with some of our other clients. I think I think of a story of a gentleman that um, sat uh, very much in this room where we're doing this podcast, and he's a, a successful business man. Was going through a divorce at the time, had some health issues, owns a large company. And had been invited by a friend of his to partake of in our life work leadership program. And he had been exposed to that kind of stuff in the past. And so he sort of came a bit kicking and screaming, but because he really respected this friend, which happened to be a client of ours. Mm-hmm. In fact, several friends that happened to be clients of ours sort of ganged up on the poor guy <laughs> and really said, you know, you've got to do life work leadership. We know what's going through in your personal life and you're just going to find something here. So he came out of curiosity. He loved what he experienced. It began to formulate his life, change his life. But I remember him sitting right here in this room because he had said, hey, I need to come and sort of I got I got some questions about faith and God mm-hmm. and 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 I just need to have a private conversation with you. So we sat here, and he started asking me all these questions, which I didn't have any answers to, uh, <laughs> because based on the nature of his questions, and I was able to. I remember saying, you know, it's it's okay to not know. Like there's a mystery about God. Yeah. And he was taken a little bit aback, knowing like. So you call yourself a Christ follower, but you don't know all things about God and you haven't figured it all out? I go, no, absolutely not. That's the mystery. That's why it's called faith. <laughs> um, and, oh, yeah, you could see his mind going. And then I said, well, you know, do you want to pray to invite Jesus in your heart? I mean, you can do that right now. He goes, yeah, yeah, I want to do that. So we <laughs> sat right over there and he, and then to watch his life change yes, and to just see the joy and the generosity. And it's so natural. It just happened. Why? Not because he heard something here or there. He just watched it happen in community. You know, yes, he heard stuff. Yes, he read stuff. Yes, he learned stuff. But he watched people he respected mm-hmm. and said, man, if that man, if that woman loves Jesus, and yet I respect their business acumen, I just, I respect them as a member of the community, I want what they have. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, the fun thing is we have a lot of those stories. Yes, we do. And it's... um, Well, that person in particular is near and dear to my heart. And just to watch how he has just his... It's it's like what we say, you know, he went from 
living in black and white mm -hmm. to technicolor. Mm -hmm. And now everything is about the Lord and Jesus and God. And oh my yeah. gosh, you know, he connects it all the time oh, to yeah. everything. It's it's just such a joy to watch. Oh, it's it's a great joy. So when we think of our vision, those of you that are listening, you're part of the NCF family, whether you realize it or not. But uh, if someone were ever ask you, you know, what's the vision of NCF South Florida? Just remember this: it's every person, every, not just people we like or people that live in our community. It's every person is reached and restored um, through the love of Christ. I love the restoring too because I find that some of the people we get to engage are people that they would acknowledge intellectually a faith. Mm -hmm. Maybe they've been disappointed or hurt by church. Maybe they've had they've gone through a divorce. They've gone through a bankruptcy. They've gone through a health issue. God wasn't there. At least they didn't think He was for them. And they've sort of have, you know, sort of put God on the back shelf. And again, they come in through one of our verticals, invest, equip, unite. They come through, they meet other people, they begin to see a joy and a peace that they used to have but don't have. And again, God has a tendency to be so faithful in people's lives and he restores them to that joy and mm -hmm. that peace. And uh it's that's a lot of fun too to watch someone almost almost like a flower that hasn't had enough water and then you pour a little water and it begins to blossom yes. and you see its beauty restored yeah. um, is a very cool thing. So yeah, I think about many of our people that come and they're tithers, you know, and it's more of an obligation for them. Mm. This is a have to. I have mm. to do that, and then they'll have, you know, they'll encounter the community you know, that you were mm -hmm. talking about earlier, and they see how other people are living their lives. And then maybe they have an asset transaction, which gives them more money in their giving fund than they mm -hmm. ever thought they would have. And now they start to experience the joy of mm -hmm. giving. And it's not mm -hmm. just an obligation. It's it's an excitement. It's a joy. Yep. And that is so, so, so fun to watch. Well, we've even seen it multi-generational. You'll see a mom and dad or even in some cases a grandparents come in and go, hey, we want to teach our children or, or our children's children generosity. Yes. They'll come here. They'll they'll put aside some money for giving, but then they go, hey, here's what I want to do. I would like to open up a fund for every one of my grandchildren, and every year I'm going to put $1,000 as a Christmas gift, mm -hmm. and I'm going to encourage my children, even if they're 8 or 9 or 10 years old, to start learning what it's like to give money, not just get money from grandma and grandpa, but actually to be able to be a giver and right. learn to do that. Um, I mean, we have plenty of families that do that. It's a really cool thing. Mm -hmm. one, one of the grandmothers that comes to mind is she had 11 grandchildren, mm. and she did it with all of them, from the smallest to the mm. oldest. And what she asked them to do was to think about where they wanted to give, to go ahead and give, but then write her a letter or send mm. her a video mm. explaining 
who they gave to, mm. and why. Mm. And that has become her Christmas present mm. back to herself is all these stories. Oh, yeah. I can imagine. And then the kids started um, taking it upon themselves to give of their own money. Mm. So they were setting aside some of their allowance and asked grandma to match that, mm. you know. And so each year the gifts have gotten bigger and the stories are unbelievable. Yeah. And they've now learned a lot about a lot of different uh, ministries and nonprofits that the family didn't know about. Yeah. Um, I love that. That's a great. And those are all examples. You know, again, so many times organizations or churches or ministries and nonprofits may have a vision statement, a mission statement. Most of the time we forget about them. We don't put much thought to them or it sounded good at the time and then they just get old. But this is very fresh for us here in South Florida because, as I mentioned at the top of this uh, conversation that during the summer, um, and I'd even say earlier, really during this whole year, uh, year 2023, we really took the time to ask ourselves, because we're 20 years old, hey, where has God t- taken us and where does God is where is God bringing us? Mm-hmm. And so it's it's given us a lot of time of reflection and thought. And you are, we're excited about watching God's faithfulness in the past, but frankly, even more excited about where we believe God is taking us. And so we want you to be a part of that journey as well. And when we talk about vision, every person reached and restored through the love of Christ. And as you heard Lori say, at the end of the day, all the programs we do, Life Work Leadership, Convene, Church United, Mission Increased, NCF, Donor Advised Funds, Non-Liquid Gifts, all these things you hear about on these podcasts, um, they're all excuses to introduce the love of Christ to people. Because at the end of the day, you could have a pile of money sitting in a fund or you could have a lot of programs, um, but if the love of Christ is not conveyed, we're wasting our time. And so that's something that's built into the DNA of who we are as a staff, who we are as a board, who we are as an organization. And we certainly want to encourage you as you journey with us to understand that, participate in it, come along for the ride, and also contribute. Every person reached and restored through the love of Christ.